0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Morale Booster with John Ogulu. And before I introduce our guest for today, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe to my YouTube channel and remember to hit the like button. So today I have with me a very Beautiful and talented lady, and uh, her name is Daphne Sandville. Daphne would be in a better position to explain to us or tell us about herself, but uh, I know she is an influencer, and we obviously would like to hear from her. Welcome on my show, uh, Daphne.
1: Awesome, thank you for having me. where do you want me to start? Uh, well,
0: first, of all, first of all, tell us uh, what you do. Tell us about yourself, who Daphne is, and uh, we can take it from there.
1: All right. Well, um, as you said, I'm Daphne Sainville. I am born and raised from Miami, Florida. I have a younger brother. I'm a legislative policy advisor for Broward County, Florida, which is in the Fort Lauderdale area. So I represent about 1.9 million. Uh, residents on behalf of my county, going to Tallahassee and DC, um, talking to those elected officials, trying to benefit our residents, you know, our businesses and our visitors. And that's, you know, me in a nutshell and what I do.
0: All right. That's awesome. Well, that's a great one. So like you said, you are a policy influencer, is it? So yes. basically, yeah, basically, what 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 does that entail? What's the job description for that one?
1: So, the simplest way to say it is that I'm a lobbyist on the public sector. So, I, I go, I try to influence our elected officials to pass policies that benefit the community. Okay. And I also try to give recommendations to our local officials here in the county to, you know, go up to Tallahassee and go to D.C. and advocate on behalf of their constituents in their districts. So I just basically sell our policy to elected officials on yeah. the federal level, the state level, and the local level.
0: That's awesome. It's <laughs> good to know that. And um, nobody would have thought that, you know, a beautiful girl like you is, you know, into such. Yeah. So being an in is really a nice thing, you know. So how far, what, what, what have you got going on right now regarding policies? Um,
1: so I just came back from Tallahassee yesterday. I spent a week up there. It was in Florida. Our legislative session is 60 days, and we have six weeks before the 60 days starts to start advocating our policies. Right now, the biggest thing in South Florida is affordable housing. Okay. There's a lack of affordable housing in the South Florida area. So we're trying to push the legislature to not raid the trust fund that the state has and give us our what's due to us on local government so we can incentivize developers to build more units that are affordable to the average person. So it doesn't matter how much you're making, you know, luxury condos are going up left and right, but we can't afford $2000 in rent with the salaries that we're making. so that's one of the biggest things the other big thing is healthcare, and then of course transportation you know there's so many cars on the road that people can't get anywhere without hitting traffic and we all hate to sit in traffic you know the 20 minute commute is now an hour so we're trying to do things to improve infrastructure and get more people to take public transportation rather than to get in their cars
0: oh okay That's, that's awesome Right, I I do visit uh, Florida, you know, <laughs> all the time, and I know the traffic is really an issue there. It's a big problem.
1: It's terrible. Yeah, it it's is. Terrible. Yeah, but those are our three main issues, you know, that we're we're looking at.
0: Okay, that's great. More power More. to your elbow.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so so far, like how many policies have you been able to uh, influence?
1: Uh, I've been doing this for four years, four years and yeah, for four years, so in the four years, like put together over thirty million dollars in projects that we've been able to you know bring to the county. Um, oh no okay and uh we have been able to change i would say between 15 to 20 different policies um that were really really beneficial to the people and to keep taxes low so our goal is not to raise taxes and we as broward county we haven't raised our taxes um in the past i want to say 14 years. Okay. We've been able to keep our our taxes the same and low, even through the recession in 2007,
0: 2008. Awesome. That's
1: great. Yeah. Yeah. I love what I do. I love it. That's
0: (laughs) obvious, you know. Yeah, so um, what would you consider as your greatest um, achievement so far?
1: I would say... Greatest achievement. There's so many. Yeah. Uh, The best one, the best one was two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Criminal justice reform is something that I believe in. It's one of my assigned issue areas because I'm so passionate about it. So uh, the Florida legislature was changing civil citation for juveniles. So civil citation means that an officer sees a juvenile, you know, let's say smoking marijuana. Right. instead of issuing them a ticket or arresting them, actually instead of arresting them and starting them and putting them in the process, they give, issue them a citation. They issue them a ticket, and they say, "You need to go through a program. you complete the program, you're, you have no record as a minor, as a juvenile so That's the law that we changed um, to make it mandatory that the first time an officer interacts with a juvenile for a misdemeanor offense, that they don't arrest them, they give them a civil citation. So we've not only seen our local government costs get cut down, but we've also seen juveniles not commit those crimes, not commit those misdemeanors. Or if they have committed those misdemeanors, they don't reoffend. So they're not part of the system. Because we've learned that if we put these people in the system, they're going to reoffend because they've been hardened. You know, jail is not pretty for a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old. Prison is not pretty for a 16-year-old. So we're doing a lot to try to prevent juveniles from going down the path of delinquency. And state law was changed to make that a mandatory first-time um, issuance. And I was really proud to really push that and make that happen.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I like it. I like what you're doing, you know, it's, you know, especially with the fact that you know you are trying to implement things that would save lives, things that will make your community a better place. It's awesome. So how did you get into that sector?
1: Uh, oh wow. I fell into it. I went to law school in Lansing, Michigan, thinking I was gonna be a lawyer, going to court every day, arguing cases. And I realized it wasn't for me. It wasn't something I wanted to do every day. So I have to do an internship in order to graduate. So I interned with a state representative yeah. and I learned the other side of things, the policy side of things. And I've always loved politics. Right. So once I started working for him, I realized that this is what I want to do. I want to help from the back end. I want to you know, shape that policy or influence that policy because even though I, it, may, it may not have my name on it, but right. I know what I've done to influence that positive change. And sometimes it's not positive. Sometimes it's negative. But, you, you know, you have to give and you have to take. You have to compromise. And sometimes you have to lose to win. So I've learned, I've learned that. So I fell into it during law school, came back home to Florida, and then I started working for the county, local government, and now I lobby for them.
0: Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. So apparently um, that guy happens to be your mentor in, in this area.
1: Yep. Yeah. The former, he's no longer a state representative, but we still talk every once in a while. And his chief of staff is one of my mentors. Uh-huh. So whenever I get stuck with something, I always give her a call and I don't know what to do. What do I do? <laughs> and so she'll, she'll help me out. So right. I really appreciated them.
0: That that's a nice one. So how often do you guys travel? Do you, does uh, a lot of
1: traveling yeah so we travel um six weeks out of the year back and forth to tallahassee and for 60 days i move to tallahassee and i live up there during their legislative session and then uh we go to dc maybe three or four times a year wow. so i would say maybe four months four or five months out of the year we're really going to a lot of places conferences seminars learning new things um, trying to hone in on how to advocate appropriately and different policy issues that come up
0: right right okay so um in the course of your job what happens to be your biggest challenge or what do you normally
1: encounter i'm a woman in a man's world.
0: <laughs> it's 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 a no, there, doggy. There's, there's no difference anymore, you know.
1: It's, no, there it's still it's still that way. It's a uh, politics is still, you know, the good old boys club. You know, the men want to talk to the men and being a minority woman, it's double the work. So not only do I have to prove myself as a woman, I have to prove myself as you know, a Caribbean woman. Like my parents are from Haiti and Cuba, so I'm Haitian Cuban-American. Right. Um, and you have to garnish that respect in order to sit at the table. You would think it's easy. Oh, yes, okay, we have a young, bright, smart woman here but they think that we're going to put a lot of emotion into things. They think we're going to twist the argument and, you know, cry all the time. And they give us a seat at the table expecting us not to voice our opinion. So it's very rare to see someone like me work up in Tallahassee or go to DC and meet with elected officials. And I think the reason why I do it, other than the fact that I love it, is because I'm paving the way for our future. Right. For our girls right now to look up and say, Oh, look, look at what she's doing. I can do that too. And that's the hope I want to give to our future generation. So the challenge is to you know, garnish that respect from the old timers. Because we still have those conservative men who think that women need to be at home, take care of the kids and cook them dinner. And, you know, professional women, and it's all about balance. Like, I can still go home early, I can still cook dinner and take care of my significant other and myself. You know, it's, you know, I take care of my family, I take care of 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 who I need to do it's it's all about work life balance, I'm not just going to work 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 work. But that's that's one of the biggest challenges is to to get that respect um, okay. from different people.
0: Right, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. So um, for my viewers who are actually watching this program, you know, it's um, like a coaching and mentoring platform. So we yes. help people. You know, prove, you know, show who they are to the world. And we also teach those who are watching the program how to become successful, how to chase their dreams, and how to achieve their goals. So, if you were to advise somebody, say someone who's just getting out of college, if you were to advise them on how to get into um, the policy, influencing, lobbying, what would be your
1: advice today? Uh, find a mentor. Right. Find, find somebody in the industry. It can be an attorney working at a law firm that has a government affairs section to it, it could be a, a representative, an elected official. Um, reach out to their office. They are more than happy to take on you know, interns so you can learn the ropes. And then you never know they could hire you on. That's what happened to me. I started off as an intern. I learned the ropes and then I got hired part-time and then full-time. And show that you have the passion for it. Don't just do it because you want to be on TV and you want to be recognized. You know, show that you really care about certain issues. You know, if you care about health, if you care about the environment, um, reach out to those associations and industries Um, that are really huge influencers in those fields and carry yourself with respect and integrity because that is what's going to make you different and stand out from the rest of everybody and don't give up if the door closes don't just give up and walk away just keep knocking at it it's going to open up and it's going to be for something bigger than what you thought it was so that's that's the advice I can give to someone who wants to to break in the industry. And when they do break into it, never lose yourself. And that's really important because a lot of people come into lobbying, you know for large, big interests, you know yep. private companies, and they lose who they are. Mm-hmm. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose your values and your morals for your company. Because they can fire you tomorrow, and you have no integrity, you have no respect, you have no, you know, no self-esteem after that. So don't forget to treat others with respect, treat yourself with respect, but don't lose yourself.
0: Right. That's a good one. Uh, what you're talking about is just basically for them to have their core values. So, Correct. Yeah, irrespective of what you do, your core values are the things that would... Guide you, those are the things that would still help you hold your head high no matter the situation. Correct. Yes. Correct. We also talked about persistence. Yeah. Persistence is paramount in whatever we do. So, yep. for the people watching this video, persistence is key in everything you do. She has said it. It might sound like a cliche, you know, but it is what it is persistence is key in whatever we do. Yep. So I really do appreciate you for coming, you know, joining us on this program. And I guess you already have plans for the holiday.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna cook for family. Right, <laughs> right. right. Thank so you. It was nice
0: talking to you and I really do appreciate everything, the time, the advice you've given to the viewers. I look forward to having you on other episodes.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I look forward to coming on again. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. Thank you very much, Daphne.